The Lou and Matt Podcast. Yes, welcome to the Lou and Matt Podcast after a big week. And it's just me on my own. I'm uh, recording this Friday morning after the show and Paul Lou has had to drag, <laughs> drag herself to the sports uh, massage place because she stuffed her back. And we learnt today that we're your ageing breakfast team, I'm afraid, uh, because she was, uh, let's see if I've got this right, she was um, holding two bags of groceries. She got out of the car and she wanted to close the door and she kicked the door closed. And, of course, when you reach a certain age, that is a recipe for disaster. And uh, disaster is what she got, I'm afraid, which is why she's uh, getting her back fixed <laughs> as we speak. Anyway, big, big Friday podcast for you. Plenty of things going on, including, um, what do we talk about? Morris Medal. In fact, we should probably kick off with the Morris Medal. Um, back in person at the SSNA Club on Friday night after a very interesting year of O&M footy and netty, of course. Uh, no grand final, which is a bit sad. We talked about um, Movember, but a Movember in reverse. A very interesting story and a top bloke called David who's getting rid of his mo after 50 plus years. We talked to Brad Jones, local V8 supercar boss, and uh, talked about the Sustainability Festival as well, which is on now. But let's kick it off with the O&M's Morris Medal. It's long past... Um, uh, the season finishing, of course, and unfortunately without a grand final. But the O&M is back in the news, Lou, because the um, Morris Medal is tonight at the yes. SSNA Club. But also a massive coup for Lavington signing Adam Schneider, former um, uh, player for the uh, for St Kilda and also the Swans as well. I'm pretty sure the Swans. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Um, that's a huge coup. He's part of the GWS um, assistant coaching group at the moment and he's leaving... Uh, to Coach Lavi. Let's talk to Big Matty Sider, 2016 Morris medalist, and find out who he reckons is going to win and some thoughts on Adam Sider. Morning, Matty. Morning, Matt. Morning, Lou. How are we? Yeah, good, good. good. It was the Swans and St Kilda, wasn't it? Oh, I think it was, definitely. Yeah. It was the Swans and St Kilda. Yeah, but he's on his GWS's coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so how much of a surprise is this to you? I would, if he... he if he's going to continue his coaching, I thought you'd stay in the AFL system. But to, for Lavi to get him and come here and for him to be 100% coaching, that is a massive coup. Like, mm. it's awesome for the league, awesome for Lavi. Um, yeah, it's good. So he might be coming back here to launch his senior coaching career. So you never know. Yeah, very exciting. Yep, very exciting. Now, speaking, hey, uh, speaking of exciting, uh, the, the fact that there's uh, the Morris Medal face-to-face... Uh, is, yeah. is pretty exciting stuff, isn't it? It is, it is exciting stuff. It is a good night um, if you go there with a mindset to enjoy it. Um, it's, yeah, it's much better face-to-face than doing it online. The Hume League did it online, which was needed and was really, really good. But you'd rather get together, see the other winners, have a good night, hear your name read out a few times, which is always a thrill. So it's much better face-to-face. Yeah, it's fair to say that you went to Morris Medal Counts um, with enjoyment on your mind, uh, Big Matty Sider, especially in 2016. I remember that speech. It will live on in infamy, I feel. Matty I Sider. think it will. I get reminded of that a fair bit. I, I, I went there with the mindset that I'll get a few votes. I don't think I was going to win. No. So I got some mates from the footy club. We went and really enjoyed ourselves and ended up winning. Which and then you won. 
<laughs> and then I won, so even better. It was a it was a really good night. So you go there, yeah, with the mindset to enjoy it. It's a really good night. All to right. celebrate a season that was yeah, hard work. That's right. All right, final question. Who's gonna who's gonna win? Who's got the Morris oh, medal tonight? Looking into the um, the other media reports, um, Fletcher Carroll from Aubrey's the favourite. Um, there's a few blokes from Wangaratta, but I'm going to go with the Ruckman from Corora. So another oh, Ruckman. Another yeah. Ruckman. The yes. They've yeah. got a little cabal. A, yeah, he's missed a few games, but um, hopefully he goes well. You'd like to see the big fellas go well. All right. Matt oh, and the, other, the, other, the other tip is our mate Sanini is an outsider to win the Tony Wilson yes. too. We already, yeah. uh, we already ran that by her this morning. She doesn't What'd think she so. What did she say? Nah, she doesn't think she so. She doesn't admit no. it, but you know that. She's modest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, if, as, as if you wouldn't want to win another one after coming back and having a kid. Yeah, she, That's yeah. Right. she'll be she'll be nervous tonight. Good on her. Good All luck right. to her. Big Matty Sider. Uh, Brock Burham, star player now, of course, but won the Morris medal as part of the uh, Wodonga Bulldogs group back in 2016. Thanks, mate. We'll catch up with you again next year. Right, I'll talk to you guys later. Now, we all know how Movember works. It's a great cause for the Movember Foundation. It involves a moless man desperately trying to man up by growing a glorious moustache and then invariably shaving it off at the end of the month. Yeah. But David George from Albury, he's doing it in reverse. For more than half a century, this man has refused to, t- to touch his magnificent mo until now. He is going to shave it off for Movember. Well, probably. Uh, here he is. He joins us to explain. Morning, David. Good morning, Lou and Matt. How are you? Yeah, really good, David. Now, da- David, how much do you have to raise to get rid well, of the mo? Well, I've aimed for $500. Okay. Uh, so a lot of people saying that's not enough, but I think that's probably all it's worth, my mo. Oh, well, no, you've had it for 50 on. years. That's only, what, that's only <laughs> 10 bucks a year. Yeah, but, that's not much. I, I, I should probably ask for a bit more, but however. Well, I can see or... that you've already gotten past that target on your Movember page. So it's coming yeah. off, David. Yeah, it's definitely coming off. Uh, there's no problems about that. Uh, I committed to do it in public, and one of my great mates, is organised to do it in the centre of Dean Street, actually. Nice. Which Terrific. I, so it's going to happen. PJ Murphy Real Estate, James Seymour from there. Brilliant. And he wants to actually shave it off. Okay, so when's when will it be happening? At the end, at the end of um, November? Yeah, at the end of November. Uh, probably uh, the last second last day of uh, November. Yeah, right. Yep, brilliant. And all right, talk us through the relationship you've had with your moustache David, you said you've had it for more than half a century. Your children, your, certainly your grandchildren, obviously, they don't know what you look like without a moustache. Your wife, Glenna, she probably has never even seen you without a moustache, David. She has has in my early days when I was first taking her out. Okay. Uh, that that goes back 53 years too. So. Okay. Uh, so she'd have a vague recollection, but I'm guessing I'm just I'm just putting it out there. I reckon when you shave it off this time, you might look a little bit different than you did when she first saw you without a moustache. Yeah, well, I don't know whether I'm going to look younger or older or what, but in the early days it was jet black, and when I was actually work working, I'd shave in the morning, but by lunchtime, uh, my top of the lip was black, and it looked like I actually was growing a moustache. <laughs> Yeah. And people kept saying, I thought, oh, what the heck, I'm going to grow one anyway, and that's how it eventuated. Yeah, yeah. 
Are you are you scared about losing the moustache? I mean, this is part of your face for fifty years, David. No, I'm not scared. Really, it's a part of my personality. Uh, it's something that I, you know, you lose. It's like having your appendix out, I suppose. But you can't grow your appendix back. No, I can certainly grow my moustache back. Yes, yeah, it'll true. be interesting to see how long it takes you to grow it back, David. <laughs> Uh, it grows pretty quick, actually. No, but I mean, how long till you decide to grow it back? You oh. know what I mean? Like if you if you li- don't like the look mm. of yourself without it. Oh, I can I can do it straight away. That's really, it. You straight can away. If you want to. Well, Alan Border, he never grew it back. So maybe like Alan Border, you won't bring the moustache back. But Merv Hughes still has it. Of course, he has a beard now because he's been in isolation. Uh, yeah, there. but no, I think there's one problem here. My wife is going to have a bit of say in this. She's not very keen on the idea of it coming off. Oh, oh there you go. So she might want yeah. it back straight away. Yeah, possibly. Oh, All right. and that'll just be like having a new man in the house, yeah. tell him. <laughs> a little bit well, of spice in the be. relationship, David. Yeah, that's right. Well, everywhere <laughs> everywhere I go, well, I've been all over Europe and Rome and that, my moustache has been with me. Of course it oh, has. Yeah, well, yeah. look, it's for a great cause. It's uh, for the Movember Foundation raising money and, and awareness as well for prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health and suicide prevention in uh, men in Australia. David, look, we'll, we'll give you a buzz on the day that you do it. Um, your magnificent moustache after half a century is coming off. Thanks for, for joining us, mate. And you can go to David George's page on the Movember.com website and you can donate as well. It's 620 bucks at the moment. Good luck, David. Thank you very much for the call. Slur, Matt. The Morris Medal and Tony Wilson Medal for the League Best and Fairest in the O&M is back in person at the SSNA tonight. So let's get some expert analysis from 2011 Tony Wilson Medal winner. Sarah Sinetti from the Yarrawonga Pigeons. Sarah, good morning. Oh, expert analysis. I don't know about that. Yeah, you're, <laughs> our, you're our resident netty expert, You've Sarah. Got. You've got oh. to give an expert analysis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going to win, Sarah Sinetti? Oh, I don't know. Uh, look, anyone could win. I'm going to go. I, it ha- I don't believe it's happened before. I reckon it'll be a three-way tie. All right, so I've got the names here that I reckon you'll say. Okay, um, you tell Sophie, me who you think. Sophie Hanrahan. Okay. Um, Sage Bros. Okay. And you. Oh, <laughs> no. But that's Because the Wangaratta <laughs> coach, Noel Hal- uh, Halton, getting all this from the board of mail, Noel Halton has Thanks, said, BM. you are going to rack up some votes. You, Sarah Sanini. Oh, that's very kind of him. But I, the people in my team, like Laura Davis, um, Kylie Tyrrell, Everyone, Woos, Shans, Bridge, everyone will just, they're, they're all class. Everyone had a fabulous game at one point or another, and I just right. don't think okay. that, that, that there's been enough games. But that's very flattering, and, and um, yeah, it's nice to know that people think that. But I think, so you had none of the people that I've got. <laughs> yeah, good, because can we get the expert analysis now? Thanks, Matt. Sage Bros had a fabulous year, and it wouldn't surprise me if her or Soph, Soph could go the old three-peat. Um, yeah. First player to do it, definitely. She's uh, a fabulous player. But I've actually gone um, someone else from Coral. I've gone Grace Senior. Okay. Um, as one of the girls. Yeah, she, um, if you put her in any team or you take her out of any team, it has a massive impact. Okay. So I've gone Grace Senior. I've gone Emily Brown from North Albury. Right. Dominant. Um, yeah, it's she's uh, definitely the most important player in that side. Um, and I've also gone Izzy Byrne from Wayne. 
Okay. And why yeah. why is it, why did Izzy have such a good year? Izzy um, is unassuming. She's quite small, but ah. yet has such a big impact, yeah. That is expert analysis right there. Sarah Sanini, quick question before we go. Um, if they said to you, we're going to have a grand final next weekend yeah. and it's the yeah. top two teams, would you be yeah. willing to have a game right now? Oh, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? I'd <laughs> play just for the for the fun, but um, it wouldn't be very skillful, I don't think, but that's okay. <laughs> so you'd do it? I reckon they should. Well, yeah, just, just for have fun. a grand final. Why not? Yeah, just next weekend. I'm busy next weekend. It's Billy's <laughs> first birthday. But other okay. than that... <laughs> you just said it's Billy's first birthday. I can't believe that your baby boy is one year old. I know. It's gone it's by crazy. so fast, <laughs> All right. Sarah Sanini, a pleasure talking to you again. We'll uh, join you again next season when hopefully we can get right to the end with the grand final as well. Thanks so much. Cannot wait. The Albury-Wodonga Sustainable Living Festival is on at the moment. Heaps of things to do and see and learn. And some of them you need to go to, some of them you can do online, and some of them you can do at home as like a self-guided activity. One of those is the Wild Pollinator Count. To find out more about what that means and what we need to do, Karen Retro joins us to talk about it. Morning, Karen. Good morning, Lou. Hi, Matt. Hello. So, Karen, the wild pollinator count. Now, when we think of pollinators, we immediately think of bees, but they're not the only ones, are they? That is true. It's um, maybe a little bit surprising to know that as well as the honeybee, which everybody knows, we've got a couple of thousand species of native Australian bee, and it doesn't stop there. There are also species of wasps and flies, butterflies, moths, beetles, even some thrips and ants who are known to visit flowers and in some cases they are also uh, pollinators. Right. So the idea here is to, um, you've probably heard of the bird count and you know that there's yep. a frog ID count. Yep. Well, this is kind of focusing down to the smaller critters and so you spend 10 minutes watching a flowering plant of your choice. So it might be a flower in your garden, um, plant in the local park and you're keeping an eye out for the different insects that come. And what's kind of cool is often we don't stop for 10 minutes to watch flowers. No, <laughs> not for surprised. a long time, I can tell you that much. <laughs> exactly. So you go, oh, yeah, there's a honeybee. Oh, who's that? Which one's that? And so we've uh, got these really simple categories. You don't have to be an entomologist or, you know, um, have really fancy gear to participate. We've got some nice broad categories so that you can be confident about uh, tallying up which insects you've seen and then you report them uh, online and the idea there is just to get a bit of a snapshot so the wild pollinator count runs right across Australia uh, we run counts in each autumn and spring and so that gives us some information on some of these insects which are really quite little known you know, so yeah, a yeah. little bit of an insight into which insects are visiting which flowers in this same Love week it. right around Australia. Oh, that's <laughs> brilliant. You can yeah. find out more information at albrewadonga.gov.au forward slash SLF. Absolutely. Karen Retro, thank you so much. I'll be out counting the pollinators uh, when it starts now. When, what day do we have to do it? Uh, from this Sunday to the following Sunday, 14 to 21 of November. Fantastic. Thanks, Karen. Thanks a lot. <laughs> It is 19 to 9, and for many, many years, decades probably, Lou, the question has been asked, usually by the partner of the person that really, really likes it, is there ever such a thing as too much motorsport? Well, the answer is now 
um, is, is we all know it now. And the, the answer is no, there isn't. Because we're <laughs> midway through a four-week festival of motorsport sport at Sydney Motorsport Park. And I'll be honest, it could go for the rest of the year. <laughs> Brad Jones, local V8 supercar boss. The question has been answered. There's no such thing as too much motorsport. Yeah, I'm not 100% on that. Okay. <laughs> no, Brad. <laughs> Come on, Brad. Uh, it's a long it's a, stretch, it's actually, It's a lot, isn't it? Isn't it? Like, <laughs> like, people, I guess we don't really think about it because you normally have weeks in between, but to to back to back four times in a row that's oh. a that's a big ask of the team isn't it of all the teams oh absolutely it's it's um it's just hard you know you race you come home repair the car get it all going again go back again i mean this is only the second time we've been back and we're staying up next week because we've got a test day but it's um you know the, the very long days but it's i mean on the other side of that is it's it's great to be able to race, and what I really like is going back to the same place because yes. it's it's a good measuring barometer. You know, everyone's trying to catch up. You're trying to get further ahead. Um, the rain sort of messes things up a little bit. Yeah, but it's making for good racing. Yeah, so it is. Yes, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and you're in the mix to win the twenty five grand for the. I think they're calling it the Sydney Cup or something. So it's basically the 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 guy that gets the most points at the end of it, and Percat is right in there in the mix. Well, that's fantastic because I I didn't I haven't even looked at that. <laughs> um, I'm more interested in the trophies uh, at the moment, but but you just look at it week by week. Look, it's it's um it's really interesting. Uh, you know, I understand why football's played on the same field every week now. <laughs> It's a really good way of of measuring. Yeah, as I no, said, fair enough. Yep, yep, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. and it's uh, fun as a spectator. I should have uh, cha- uh, tweaked it slightly. There's no such thing as too much motorsport for spectators. <laughs> well, no, it's. I mean, you know, I'm a tragic because I go home and watch MotoGP or Formula One or whatever else is on at night. So I've I really need some help. <laughs> Maybe you should start a, like a little rehab club. My husband needs help too. He always watches all that stuff as well. I'll yeah, probably have yeah, to be exactly. there too. Uh, <laughs> all right, Brad. Well, um, I, I'm w- I'm with you. It's fascinating to watch, and the way that the, it's evolved over the weeks as well. I'm sure uh, it, it's really interesting as you get on top of the track week by week. So we've got two more. We've got day racing um, Saturday and Sunday. Not no night racing this weekend, and hopefully you'll do really well and get on the podium again like that first weekend. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I said to Macaulay in the car on the way home, I'm sick of coming fourth. And he goes, you'll be worse, you could be fifth. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, that's a good sign. And, and it's interesting. I mean, we're parked next to each other all the time. You learn stuff. It's like Walkinshaw getting pinged for having a front bar too wide. You know, like I can tell that their car obviously understeers and and yes, um, yes. it's just interesting, right, when you're racing every week. Yep. Things get flushed out that mightn't be noticed when you race every three weeks. It's yeah, good. True. Love it. All right, Brad Jones, local V8 supercar boss, good luck and go hard and we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, thanks, guys. See ya. It's a weekly chat thing with Brad I Jones know. now. It's amazing. It's, Lou and, it's like my dream come true, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. $20,000 community chest. Thanks to Vitasoy. Celebrating 20 years on the border and 105.7 Triple M. Yeah, it's week six. 
It'll go for a total of 20 weeks with a little break in there for Christmas as well, partnering with Vitasoy, their 20-year celebration of being on the border. And it's basically a reward for those doing an awesome job to make the border a better place. Mm -hmm. Either individuals or groups, you can nominate at triplem.com.au. Go to the win section and you'll see the $20,000 community chest. Yes, and whoever you nominate could be one of our $1,000 winners. Now, to give the $1,000 out, yesterday we headed out to beautiful Yakandanda. Lou, who do we have? We have the Yakandanda Women's Shed, which is fabulous. And Margot joins us. Hi, Margot. Hi, how are you? Great. Now, this is quite a new initiative in Yak. Yes, yes. Um, a small group of women got together and thought, well, you know, we'd really like something that um, supported women of all ages to learn new skills, range of skills, um, not just traditional women's skills, but also maybe how to change a tyre properly and um, use a drill and all sorts of things. So we had an, ish- an initial meeting uh, just before Christmas last year um, at a window of opportunity when we were allowed to be out and about. And, uh, yeah, there were about 30-odd women there and a whole range of ideas um, put forward about what we'd like to do. And um, we've been meeting regularly since then. Oh, brilliant. And the $1,000... How handy will that be? What are you going to use it for? Well, it'll be amazing. We initially were granted $1,000 way back when from the local Yakindan Community Centre. They run an op shop here and their their profits go to community groups. And we bought uh, several sewing machines and and basic equipment for traditional women's skills, but there are, are still a number of us who want to get access to how to use a power tool properly and and so this will go towards um, a range of equipment that um, are non-traditional women's skills. Well congratulations, $1,000 is all yours, courtesy of of course Vitasoy and Triple M. That is absolutely brilliant, thank you so much. Now if you want to nominate or register, you can go straight to triplem.com.au click on uh, the $20,000 community chest and Nominate somebody. It could be you or your organisation or club that's getting the $1,000 next. That's right. Um, well done again to the Yakandanda Women's Shed. Week six of the $20,000 community chest. It's Lou and Matt. It's Triple M. The Lou and Matt Podcast. And that's it for this week's Lou and Matt Podcast. There'll be another one uh, fresh for you on Tuesday morning and then on Friday as well. And we're back Monday morning on the radio. Catch us 6 a.m. on the Borders 105.7 Triple M.